0: Hey, you're listening to the Quarry Podcast. Get ready to be encouraged and uplifted with us today. But um, I'm going to jump right into the title, and it's called "Let's Talk About Identity." And I want to look at the dec- the dictionary definition of identity, and it is the distinguishing character or personality of an indi- of an individual. And then I wanted to spice it up and create my own. Um, definition so identity in my own words was simply who you shape yourself to be and you know as kids we grow up we kind of hear our identity or who we are from other people you know from our parents teachers coaches friends etc things like you're beautiful you're handsome you're loved you're enough you're strong you're talented you're smart and then as you get older you kind of grow up and you start to realize you don't hear those things as much anymore And then there, even further, you kind of realize that, you know, at one point, you have to figure out who you are for yourself and not through the words or ideas of other people. And so as we get older, we begin searching for who we are. Like we start creating, you know, personal traits and qualities and beliefs and ideas, our appearance, um, our likes and our dislikes. As we get older, we start creating our identity. And some of you may be asking, you know, Shelby Lynn, why are you choosing to talk about identity? I know who I am. I don't need you to tell me who I am. And that's great. Right. But when I was preparing for this message, I was reading about two things. Right. One, how within your teen years, it's vitally important for you to create a sense of who you are. Right. And looking in this room, most of you guys are teenagers. Right. And two, on top of that, um, I looked at things people correlate their identity with. And I was surprised to read that although religion was important in some American lives, it said that some say faith doesn't make up much of their identity. Mm -hmm. And one in five say it doesn't affect their identity at all. And so when I read that, I couldn't begin to imagine not basing who I am in Christ and choosing to say, like, yeah, I believe in God, but, you know, it doesn't really affect who I am. I'm just living my life. I am who I am. I could not imagine saying that. And so looking in this room, like I said, and seeing that most of you are teenagers sitting in a church building tonight, I want to remind you guys that faith and your relationship with God should 100% affect your identity and who you are as a person. So if identity is defined as shaping who you are, then realize tonight my first point. Number one, you will never be satisfied basing your identity on other things if God isn't first. And so when I was looking at all the things that people base their identity on, there was a plethora of things, a huge list that people correlate their identity with. And for example, some of those things were family, sports, money, talents, a career. And it even went as far as people placing their identity in things such as their car, their house, and accessories, like jewelry. Um, purses things like that and obviously there's more but there's something that all of those things are and that's temporary all those things are temporary but God is eternal and so I want to ask you guys tonight are you basing your identity off of something that can be lost removed or something that's only temporary because if so you'll never be fulfilled you will never be satisfied Um, Sadie Robertson said it this way. She said, live with purposeful direction and say no to cheap copies or temporary fixes. And all those things that I mentioned um, just a second ago, they're temporary. And I'm not saying that you can't have those things. I'm not saying that you can't enjoy those things. But I'm saying it should not be the basis of who you are. And we're going to look at Matthew 6, 24, because I think it does a great job at showing you that you can't be satisfied with those things. It says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, and that's money, possessions, fame, status, or whatever it is valued more than the Lord. Right. Right. You cannot serve God and the ideas of, or beliefs of man, yes. and you cannot put the identity of this world yeah. first. Right. And to find out who you truly are in Christ, you're going to have to put in some work, right? right. And Anything in life, you got to put in some work, but this, right. you're really going to have to seek. Yes. Um, you're going to have to seek him. Yep. You're going to have to get in your Bible. Yep. You're going to have to talk to him. Yep. You're going to have to spend time in prayer, yep. and you're going to have to have quiet moments. Yep. And I think that Romans 12, 1 through 2, shows us how we can do that. So it says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, here it is, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. So you're saying, how can you figure out who you are in Christ? Well, just like it said, you're going to have to fix your attention on him. And so basically, we see that being fully focused on him is how you'll fulfill who you are. Placing your identity in Christ is placing your confidence and your trust in him. And so I got a lot of scriptures tonight, so just get ready. But um, in this next scripture, I want to show you that when we don't place who we are in him, but in the world or in other things, how dangerous it can be in James 4, 4 through 6. This scripture right here, it's just, raw. It's really, really truthful. So it says, you're cheating on God. Mm -hmm. If all you want is your own way, flirting with the world every chance you get, you end up enemies of God in his way. And do you suppose God doesn't care? The proverb has it. He's a fiercely jealous lover. And what he gives in love is far better than anything else you'll find. It's common knowledge that God goes against the willful proud. God gives grace to the willing, humble. You know, if this verse is saying that wanting your own way is cheating God, right. then realize very quickly that cheating God is cheating yourself too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because God cares so much about you. Yes. He, right. loves you. Right. he loves you. He's right. so gracious. Yeah. And, you know, with that being said, never forget who you are, whose you are. Right. You know, you are his. And a little major kind of side note before I go on, but I want to say that When finding your identity, isolation should not be your remedy. You know, meaning that when you're navigating who you are, pulling away from people who can help you and direct you should not be your go-to mechanism. You know, just like following the ways of the world is dangerous, just like that scripture we just read, so is finding who you are alone. You know, we are built for community. You know, you need people in your life to help keep you on track, help keep God first in your life, so realize that you will never be satisfied basing your identity on other things if God is not first. Okay. My second point tonight is you have to identify what you are so you can identify what you aren't, and your identity is what you make it, right? In the beginning, we said that it's you shaping who you are. It is a choice to be who you want to be. Yeah. And I think the reason that, you know, so many of us struggle, I- struggle with identity and finding who we are is because you are what you believe about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, other people can't make you believe that you are good if you don't believe that you are good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that sometimes we make what we believe about ourselves overpower what he thinks about us. Yeah. And so you constantly have to keep yourself in check. And so you're gonna have to identify what you are so you can identify what you want. How do you do that? You look in the scripture and see what God says about you, right? And it's really good because we have a whole book, a whole entire book that tells us who we are. And so tonight, I could take the whole night and tell you all the things God says you are, but that would be longer than we have. So I'm just gonna give you all a little list, six things. That we can identify with because it's who God says we are number one you are a child of God and we're gonna look at John 1:12, and it says but those who embraced him and took hold of his name he gave authority to become the children of God it's that easy if you receive him and you say yes to him and his plan for you and everything that he has for you you are a child of God that easy number two you are loved. Yeah, yeah. Ephesians three eighteen through 19, we're going to look at that. And it says, then you will be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences. The great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is his love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurements that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. So realize, you know, whether you have people in your life that tell you it or not, you are loved. You know, there's more than just the scripture in the Bible that'll tell you that. So no matter what you do, no matter what you say, it doesn't matter because God's love is unfailing. So, number three, you are forgiven and we're going to look at Colossians 3:13. And it says, "Bearing graciously with one another and willingly forgiving each other, if one has a cause for complaint against another, just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive." Yeah. So it doesn't matter your past, doesn't matter your present, doesn't matter your future. You know, you're forgiven. Just Jesus, you know, he died for our sins so we could be forever forgiven. Yes. Yes. And he's our example. Yes. So this verse is saying, you know, you're already forgiven. Yes. But also realize that in your life as right. you go, you should also forgive people. Yes. Just like He's, just like this verse said. Right. So number four, you are blessed and provided for. Yes. And we're going to look at 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And it says... And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. You know, this, this verse stands for every aspect. You know, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, God's got your back. That's what this verse is saying. He provides for you and what you need. All right, number five. Are you guys, you guys good? Yes. Okay. Number five, you are made righteous. 2 Corinthians 5.21. And it says, He made Christ who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that in him we would become the righteousness of God. That is, we would be made acceptable to him and placed in a right relationship with him by his gracious loving kindness. So when someone is righteous, you can simply think, of it being free from sin, yeah. shame, right. guilt, yeah. and be- being made right in God's eyes. Right. Yeah. And because of Jesus, yeah. you know, this verse just told us we are now made the righteousness of God. Right. Right. So you can be free from, from the past, from any yeah. guilt or uh, shame. You are made righteous. Yeah. And the last one, I think this one is my favorite. It says, you are set free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's look at Galatians 5.1. And it says, at last we have freedom, for Christ has, what does it say? Thank you, Morgan. (laughs) We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. So I want you guys, if you guys take anything away, I want you guys to take this tonight. Um, And it is, don't identify yourself with something God rescued you from. You know, and I'm going to place a really big emphasis on this you part. You can allow other things to tell you who you are, but only God can truly define you. You know, don't let the world tell you who you are. Don't let other people tell you who you are. Don't let social media tell you who you are. You know, I saw this quote, and it said, you are not defined by the created, but by the creator. So you're going to have to let go of the labels. Yeah, right. You're going to have to let go of the words, yeah. the thoughts, the yeah. things that people or the world has placed on you. Right. Other people can't let go yeah. for you. You're going to have to let go. Because exactly. yeah. once you know who you are in Christ, right. yeah. which is all those things I just listed, yeah. then you know what you are. Yeah. Right. And Sadie Robertson said, Live in your solid identity in Jesus and say no to the lies that your identity is in anything less. And so we're going to take a look at another verse, and I think it does a good job at showing that in Ephesians 4:20 20 through 24, in the message. And it says, But that's no life for you. Yeah. You learned Christ. My assumption is that you have paid careful attention to him, been well extru- instructed in this truth, precisely as we have it in Jesus. Since then, we do not have the excuse of ignorance. Right. Everything, and I do mean everything connected with the old way of life, has to go. There it is right there. It's rotten through and through. Get rid of it. And then take on an entirely new way of life, a God-fashioned life, a life renewed from the inside and working itself into your conduct as God accurately reproduces his character in you. Don't identify yourself with something God rescued you from. You know, and like that scripture said, let go of the old ways of life. Because you are set free. Yes. And and once you know who you are, you can let go of what you know you aren't. Yes. In other words, you know, breathe in what you know you are and exhale what you aren't. Yes. You have to identify what you are yes. so you can identify what you aren't. Yes. And like I said, literally there's so many things that you are that Christ says you are in the Bible. And I could have taken all night, but I just gave you six things. So I really encourage you guys to go take a look and and read more in depth and look into that more. Um, but um, I also want to say that it would be really hard to influence the world for God's glory if you looked just like it. Yeah. You know, if I go around proclaiming that I love Jesus and I live my life for Jesus, but don't show Jesus' um, Jesus's love to other people, yeah. or go and I go around and party and I know that I shouldn't, or I say things that I know I shouldn't, yeah then one, I'm not glorifying God in any way, shape, or form, and two, I'm not showing the world the identity of Christ that they really need to see. And so with that being said, my third point tonight is identity carries influence. And when I was thinking about this point, I started to think about how your identity and who you are, it doesn't just influence you. You know, look around in this room. Your your identity influences other people, too, you know, because it affects the way you act, the way you talk, the way you behave, what you do, what you say. Like my definition, it shapes who you are. So realize that it's not just about your identity because you affect other people, too. So watch, watch your words and the way you talk to other people. And like I said just a second ago, you know, it'd be really hard to influence the world for God's glory if you look just like it. And so I also want you to understand that who you are when nobody's watching is who you'll be when everybody's watching. Yeah. That's right. And I, and I want to place an emphasis on that because you still represent God when nobody's watching. Right. And, and listen, I never want to portray myself as a, you know, perfect person who lives the perfect Christian life and does everything perfect because I'm not. I'm imperfect, I have flaws, I have struggles, and that's exactly why I need Jesus. And so finding your identity and who you are isn't about striving to meet the characteristics or qualifications of other people or the world, you know. It's about striving to be confident with who you are in Christ. And so another Sadie Robertson, I always have like one person in every message that I just emphasized. So tonight, it's Sadie Robertson's. And it says, when you become confident, you become cool with who you are. And when you're cool with who you are, you won't be jealous of anything or anyone around you. And so when you become fully confident with who you are in Christ, the identities of this world or of other people won't matter to you. And so if I were to ask you to create a list of what you think makes up you, kind of like that list in the beginning, you know, what would it look like? Right. Would it look like the person sitting next to you, somebody you admire? You know, would it be promoting worldly ideas yes. or thing, worldly things? Because it's not about promoting who you are, right. but whose you are. Yes. Yes. Because people look at you whether you think that or not. You know, they're watching you. And especially if you say that you're a Christian. Because if, you're, if you say you live this way and, and at school you live a different way, people see that. Yeah. And you know, I when some, when I, when somebody looks at me, I want them to see Christ, not me. Right. Not what not Shelby Lynn. I want them yeah. to see, you know, Christ and his love. Good. So your identity is a reflection of God and you represent his kingdom. Right. Identity carries influence. Right. And so as I close tonight, I just want to remind you all that you are loved. Yeah. You are chosen. Yeah. And you are who God says you are and nothing different. And, you know, don't listen to anything less than that. Don't listen to anything less than what God says and what the Bible says about you. Because you matter, who you are matters, and who you shape yourself to be matters. So did you guys get anything tonight? Awesome. So I'm going to close us out in prayer, and then we can, I don't know where we can chill, but we'll just chill and do something, okay? Thanks for listening to this message. To learn more about what's happening at The Quarry, check us out on social media.